Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from us all at TNT Radio. Critically analyzing national affairs, this is State of the Nation on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, rolling into hour two of this final State of the Nation before the Christmas holiday arrives. And uh, for Christmas this year, Steve, um, Biden is offering pardons for certain marijuana offenses and has granted clemency to nonviolent convicts. This is just another one of those pandery moves, I think, by Biden. It's probably supposed to look like a Christmas present to uh you know, Americans who have not been pleased with the war on drugs over all these years. But uh, uh, I recommend going out there and looking into this one because it's uh, it's not all it's cracked up to be. Could we just move it down to a Schedule 3 and move on with our lives already at this point? My goodness, <laughs> it's just getting ridiculous. But uh, yeah, Steve, I think our next guest is going to be joining us momentarily here. So I'm going to set that one aside for now. And let's see, you want to make a quick comment on that one, Steve? Well, I would just say that it's more pandering from the panderer in chief, isn't it? Yeah. He's going to pander to students. He's going to pander to every group he can find. And in this case, he's like, hey, I wonder what the stoners are doing. I got an idea. <laughs> Let's pander to them. So, Let's give them a headline. It'll sound great. No one reads beyond yeah. the headlines anyways. Right? There you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. All right. Well, you know, Steve, let's switch gears a little bit because there's something big happening right now uh, with regards to the Julian Assange case. A federal judge has allowed a lawsuit against the CIA by U.S. lawyers and journalists to move forward. This is uh, good news. So we got a gift for you today here. Uh, Honorable uh, John G. Coletti, or I'm not sure if I pronounced that right, Coletto, uh, I'll get corrected momentarily here. Judge of the United States District Court from the Southern District of New York in Manhattan decided a motion brought by the CIA in an action against it by individuals alleging that they were wrongfully spied on while visiting Julian Assange at the Ecuadorian embassy in London, which we all know is a fact at this point. So uh, Julian Assange is in his final, uh, facing his final appeal argument here in February. And uh, if his appeal is tossed out and denied, he's probably going to die in prison for doing journalism. We have a problem with that. Joining us now to discuss his lead attorney in this case, Richard Roth from the Loth Roth law firm uh richard welcome to state of the nation uh what's next for you and your legal team in this suit against the cia so thank you for having us by the way it's a judge codal it's hard to pronounce but it's codal thank um, you so what's next is uh we basically have been given the green light to uh take discovery against the cia uh as um some of your viewers and listeners may know uh, we commence an action against the CIA. Uh, some would call it uh, brazen. Uh, we call it proper uh, to essentially not allow it to image and make copies of everyone that went into Julian Assange's um, embassy, Ecuadorian embassy in London uh, during a certain time period who were American citizens. There's something called the Fourth Amendment that you have to get a search warrant for. And the CIA decided... We don't need to do. We don't need to do that. So we brought an action against the CIA on behalf of these people that went to visit him, some of which some, some of whom are lawyers, some of whom were doctors, saying, listen, you can't do this. The CIA, of course, in typical fashion, made a very powerful, persuasive, strong motion to try to throw the case out. And Judge Codal said, not so fast. He said, there is a real case here. 
that he's allowing us to take discovery, to take Mike Pompeo's deposition, to get documents to show that there was this 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 collusion between the CIA and this other entity, and to show that they essentially were wrongfully spying on U.S. citizens with no proper purpose. So it's going to be um, interesting. Uh, it's somewhat historical because you've never the CIA has never really been sued for um, improper conduct. They can usually shut you out, shut you down. But we, we managed to get through the biggest first gate, which we're very excited about. Wow. So I, 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 it's got to be a little bit intimidating to go up against the CIA, I would think, especially uh, on a case this historic, as you mentioned. And it's it's also so, so it's brave of you and, and your law firm to take it on. And I got to say, it's kind of brave, to the, brave of this Judge Kotal to, to, to say, yeah, we're going to enjoin this, guys. You don't get to just uh, violate people's Fourth Amendments nilly-willy and think we're just going to give you a, a blank check because you're the CIA. But is this this is the final appeal for Julian Assange, correct? So getting back to Julian, yes, that's actually a separate case. And that's a final appeal on February 20th and 21st in London. Uh, to essentially try not to allow him to be expedited. Uh, the odds are very strong that he's going to lose that appeal and that he will be extradited and brought to the U.S. to uh, Virginia, a federal court in Virginia, where they are going to, they will be presumably trying him. And there's been a tremendous amount of public alarm about the fact that an investigative journalist, which is all he is, is essentially going to be tried under the Espionage Act. There's been papers written by um, there have been articles written by many, many newspapers around the world. There is a uh, legislation being proposed by both Democrats and Republicans saying, what are we doing here? Because what he's do what it's doing is it's stifling the First Amendment. Remember, Julian yeah. Assange was a reporter. And what he did was he got information. He published it. No different than The New York Times. No different than Fox News. No different than CNN. So. He's really being treated very unfairly, and uh, we will see what happens. But once he's transferred to the U.S., we think there's going to be an outpouring of support for him because uh, it really call, it puts in peril the First Amendment. Yeah, it, it really does. And, and the case you're working, a clear violation of people's Fourth Amendment. I mean, my goodness. So so they were tell us what they were doing to some of the plaintiffs. They When someone would go visit Julian Assange, say a lawyer, a friend, a family member, uh, whoever, a, a journalist even, perhaps. What was sure. that process like? Sure. Um, before I get there, let me just make it clear. This is not us guessing. There's an action that's proceeding in Madrid, Spain, which has all of this evidence. So this is, we have affidavits, we have photographs, we have videos, we have loads of documents. We're going to get a lot more, loads of documents to prove our case. But what they were doing in answer to your question was they were actually, when you went into the Ecuadorian embassy, you had to deliver your phone, your laptop, your iPad, whatever electronic device you had to walk into the room to see Mr. Assange, which of course is sort of the same as uh, going through an airport, right? Although they kept it, they didn't give it back to you, uh, which I understand when you go visit prisoners many times, the the authorities keep your your laptop and your phone. What we didn't, what knew, no one knew is that the CIA entered into an agreement with a company called UC Global, which was essentially a company that was that was security for the embassy. And they were taking your laptop and your phone while you were meeting with Assange and imaging the entire thing. Oh, so yeah. and, and then delivering it back to Langley. So if you could imagine, first of all, 
The last time I checked, you need a search warrant to go through someone's computer. But worse, these are lawyers and these are doctors. So a, a doctor went in to visit Assange and left his computer. Can you imagine what that doctor had on his computer? Forget about with Assange, with every one of his patients or lawyers that left their laptop or their or their uh, phone. They had attorney-client communicate, privilege communications. What's even worse is that Assange criminal defense lawyers went in to visit him. Remember, federal government against Julian Assange. The federal defense lawyers representing Assange in the case went to visit him. While they were doing so, the federal government, his adversary, was copying the lawyer's computer and phone. So it's pretty outrageous what they did. Um, it is somewhat um, brazen, for lack of a better word, to take on the CIA. But it's just something that they you, you just... They shouldn't get away with what they were, what they did. Yeah, well, it may be brazen, but by God, what they did is even more brazen. Almost to the, I mean, it's unethical. I, I, you mentioned the doctors and the lawyers. Okay, so right there, and I'm not a doctor or a lawyer, uh, but I know that there's HIPAA laws uh, that were probably definitely violated here. I know there's uh, attorney-client privilege that was absolutely violated here. Uh, all of it unbeknownst to the uh, to the folks who just went in. Could be a doctor saying, "Oh well, here you go, Julian. You got you, you got a cold." But uh, meanwhile, they're in the back room with the CIA, uh, ba basically making a mirror image of everything that I handed them. I just can't even I can't even believe that. I mean, it, somebody wants this. Yeah, I wonder if one case. I wonder if one case may buttress the other, uh, because it seems that if, if this. Uh, is true, and I have no reason to believe it's not true. You seem to have bucket loads of evidence supporting your claim that that would actually kind of, in in the long run, help Julian on his other case in appeal because, hey, look what they're doing to this guy. They are trying to utterly shut him down. I'm reminded of Deep Throat. I'm reminded of the Pentagon Papers. Nobody seemed to jump through any crazy hoops for that one, but for some reason, Julian Assange represents a direct national threat i guess is there is that their claim yeah yeah uh, I, well so uh what you said is so on point um it is it's outrageous the cia is doing something worse than what julian assange is being going to be tried for let's not forget he's a publisher he receives information the cia was actively going after information and they're going and, and they're and they're, they want to try the federal government wants to try assange for something just receiving the information. So, um, yes, to your point, and 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 what's even crazier is that um, when when Mike Pompeo gave his first speech, when he became the director of the CIA, in his first speech in New York, he he essentially railed on Julian Assange for no reason. We don't know the what 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 led to it, but he essentially pledged that his office would um, embark on a long term campaign to shut down WikiLeaks. Think about that. This is a guy who's had who's the, the head of the CIA for less than a week. And is and in light of what's going on in the world back then, now we certainly have more, but even back then with China, with North Korea and everything with the CIA, his his first goal was to shut down WikiLeaks. It's there's some kind of a there's something that maybe WikiLeaks has against Pompeo, but but they did they did make it their their ultimate goal. And there's been reports, I have not found evidence of yet, but there's been reports that there was an attempt to, to assassinate Assange. That was broadcast on Yahoo uh, back a year and a half ago by the government. So it's 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 crazy stuff. It's stuff you should not see in our country. 
and we're going to hold them accountable for it. Good, good. I mean, this is one of those things, you know, one of those uh, unattainable pie in the sky, holy grail things that many Americans have been asking forever. Why is there no legal action against a rogue intelligence agency in the company in the country that is, is, you know, violating citizens rights writ large? I mean, just their data collection alone um, you know, the, the IT systems that they're using, the thing they built in Utah, all these Palantir tools they use to track and trace Americans. Uh, people don't understand why this is allowed to happen. I mean, uh, how did you even uh, get to be the man that said, you know what, I've had enough? Like, uh, how did this come about for you? So it came about really from the Spanish court. Uh, I, I have a lot of, re- I re- listen, I've been trying cases forever and I have a lot of relationships, with a lot of people, both um, predominantly in the U.S., but, and and with um, lawyers who represented Assange. And we learned through the Spanish courts, they have literally, and you could Google it. I mean, El País, which is the main paper in Madrid, publishes information weekly about it we we see you can see videos of people sitting not only do they image your computers and your laptops your 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 phones but they actually installed secret microphones and cameras in the room where he was sitting and we have those videos you can you can go online and find Mm -hmm. them of people talking to him and unbeknownst to him they were the cia was recording those calls so we have a lot of information listen there's a lot more we want because the federal government has been less than cooperative with the Spanish courts. Um, let's just say that when a when a United States judge appointed by Bill Clinton, he's been he's been on the bench for over thirty years, uh, orders that the CIA do something, they're going to take it a little more seriously than if a Spanish judge orders it. So I think we're going to get some really. I think the discovery here is going to be very revealing and and very strong, and we look forward to to, to that next stage of the litigation. Yeah. Well, uh, Richard Roth, we certainly do wish you the best of luck because it sounds it sounds like what's going on here is whatever Julian Assange has got, whatever he's got on them, it's a nuke. It's a nuclear bomb, and they do not want that thing to go off, and they're going to do damn near anything they can to prevent it, and it sounds like they're doing some pretty untoward, very unethical stuff, and uh, Richard Roth, uh, we got to let you go, but I want to thank you for coming on today and sharing this with us. And I hope that we can get you back on State of the Nation one day soon uh, as this thank progresses. You for having me. Thank you. Th- All right. Thank you kindly. You have a very wonderful holiday weekend. You're listening to State of the Nation on today's News Talk TNT Radio. We'll be back after this. TNT Radio's Joe Hoff. Just a terrible situation there. And Biden was behind it, pushing these arms, pushing billions of dollars over there. We don't know where that money went. I'll bet you money. I'll bet you a huge percent uh, went. To, I bet you more than 50 percent didn't go to the uh, to the people or to the war. Uh, it went to people's pockets, kind of like what we have in, in uh, Palestine. Uh, with the U.S. since, since well, under Biden, uh, Trump shut this down, thank God. But under Biden, Obama, they start sending billions over to uh, that part of the world. These people are, have been after Israel forever and, and uh, supported by Iran. And billions of dollars going their way and uh, to help them, uh, you know, basically uh, create chaos in the Middle East, terrorism. And, and we saw what happened earlier this year, about a month ago, uh, the two of them attack in Israel and the death and destruction, rape and kidnapping, more than 240 people kidnapped. Joe Hoft on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Take us back in time and who was Mike Flynn? He was the National Security Advisor 
to the president. Why is it that they go after me so hard? Why me? Why does Barack Obama only talk about two people to the incoming president of the United States? When I was sentenced, the judge says, you have been convicted of lying to cover up for Donald Trump. To which I say, cover up what? Russian collusion? There was no Russian collusion to cover up. We see in today's current uh, scenario with President Joe Biden, who came in with high expectations, that he has been viewed as divisive. And we're committed to advancing transgender equality in the classroom. The liberal media say, well, this is his love for his son, and yes, he's going to protect his son. But let me tell you, a lot of fathers love their sons, but their sons had to go to jail when they broke the law. This moment, people see a lot of those telltale signs of a far left drift to the country. Whether you're talking about socialism or you're talking about communism, socialism is just a kinder cousin of communism. But the goal is the same, for the state to have control of every aspect of your life. We have multiple hearings on different agencies that have actually just gone Road. They took fewer men in the takedown of El Chapo than they did to arrest me. And Comey went back to his organization and brought his other thugs together to basically give them the ground rules. Okay, here's how we're gonna, here's what we're gonna do. And give, now I need some ideas about how to execute this, basically this act of treason. I think we all know, James Comey, that you're a great storyteller because you made up the entire story about Crossfire Hurricane. So it's really fitting that a criminal like yourself wrote a crime novel. Do you remember me? Remember me from your book signing? It doesn't matter whether they're Republican or Democrat. People will sell their soul to obtain an ounce of political power in Washington, D.C. I don't even know that draining the swamp is the appropriate metaphor anymore after what we've seen these last four years. We need basically an exorcism in Washington, D.C. When, you know, Satan is tempting Jesus in the desert, I'll, I'll give you all the riches of the world. I'll give you everything. All you have to do is bow to me. That's what Barack Obama has done. That's what Jim Comey has done. That's what these bastards have done. The Fall of Deceit at SalemNow.com. Today's News Talk Radio. I do a lot of streaming radio. I do a lot of free streaming. TNTradio.live. All right. Well, uh, of course, we're all still reeling from the Colorado Supreme Court ruling uh, about Trump not being able to be on the ballot there. Um, just uh, still can't even find the words for it. But one man I know who can find the words for it is Tyler Nixon. Uh, he's an attorney, a liberty activist, and a connoisseur of fine freedom these holidays. Tyler Nixon, welcome back to State of the Nation. Now you're uh, I don't know if you're there right now, but you normally reside in Colorado. What's what's your take on what happened this week? Matt, I'll tell you what, I, you know, at first I was obviously shocked and disgusted just because of the, you know what it's doing to the people of Colorado, just dis disenfranchising at least half of them. I mean, or close to half of them. And frankly, I thought that the uh, Colorado politics had not infected or infested yet the uh, judicial branch there. But apparently I was dead wrong. I don't think uh, you can find many Democrat appointed judges these days um, with the latest crop of politicians who aren't themselves, frankly, black robed apparatchiks for the Democrat cause. And so, you know, I, I just was appalled. I mean, I, I even the lower court had, frankly, thrown, well, essentially ruled in favor of uh, Donald Trump in this in this ridiculous case. Uh, for But the Supreme Court there, I mean, I just like I said, initially I was shocked and disgusted. But now that I think about it. They've teed it up for the U.S. Supreme Court to, frankly, knock the damn thing out entirely and definitively so that none of these other states and this 
jackass who's running around filing lawsuits claiming to be a Republican candidate uh, can no longer uh, keep keep litigating this matter in the states and having these uh, this patchwork of different decisions trying to throw Trump off the ballot. Which you know, thanks Democrats, you're real democratic, huh? With your uh, you know, their, their idea of democracy is removing choices from the voters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, your gain went down there, buddy. Sorry oh, about damn it. that. That was, my, that was my fault. I'm back. God almighty, I'm sorry. You see what happens when you sneeze? You turn your it's, mic down. It's the White House there <laughs> jamming you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, what I was going to say, though, was what I had already said, and now I'll say again so you can hear me, is that even the Supreme Court of Colorado is, is, is divided on this because while all seven of them are Democrat-appointed, uh, Democrat uh, as you call them, apparatchiks, and I agree with that, Three of them said, no, I don't want any part of this. Three including of them were on the, the chief dissent. justice. Yeah, including the chief justice, right? So you had four hardcore progressive, probably Soros-funded uh, justices decide to throw in on this. And then we saw that Dan Patrick in California or in Texas is saying, well, you know what? Here's an idea. How about we throw Biden off the ballot because he has violated his oath of office and has allowed an un, uh, an illegal invasion to occur on his watch. And not only has he allowed it, he's encouraged more of it. So why don't we just bounce his ass? This is that's why the Supreme Court's got to fast track this thing. How fast do you think we're going to see a decision from SCOTUS on this, Tyler? Boy, I mean, you know, we're right upon the primary season. So, I mean, I think they have to make some decisions here before the first uh, first uh, primary elections kick off. So, I mean. I would think within weeks at minimum, I mean, if they're going to they're going to have if Jack Smith wants his, uh, you know, the immunity decision fast tracked, certainly this is one that's definitely against the clock. So, you know, it's funny because I think the Democrats use the uh, the countdown clock, so to speak, uh, lead from, from the end of the election up to inauguration and, you know, the certification as a means of essentially just uh, buffaloing everybody to from away from looking at all the fraud that was committed in 2020. So now now they're up against a clock where they have to sort of try to try to try to knock Trump off the ballot or figure out ways to, that he can't stand for election, um, yeah. you know, against against that same clock. So, uh, you know, works in the opposite direction now. But, uh, you know, yeah. I, I would I hope it's definitive again, that it just just completely clears the field for all this uh, all this bull that they're uh, trying to shovel on everybody. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We got a headline inbound here, Tyler. When we come back, we'll talk about that a little bit more. Uh, I'm curious if you think this is just yet another uh oops oh my gosh gotta throw everything at the wall because the citizenry has realized that we've been rigging elections for years and we super <laughs> rigged it in 2020 and 2022 this is state of the nation on today's news talk tnt radio news doesn't stop breaking and we don't take a break from covering it tnt radio news for tnt radio news this is james o'neill Three Republican state legislators are reportedly working on bills aimed at disqualifying President Joe Biden from appearing on election ballots in Georgia, Arizona, and Pennsylvania. These actions are seen as a response to similar tactics used by Democrats against former President Donald Trump. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov accused the United States of guiding Western efforts to identify legal ways to appropriate Russian assets globally for Ukraine's benefit. Don't miss a thing. Be sure to download the TNT radio app from either the Apple App Store or Google Play so you can easily listen live to us anywhere, anytime. Available right now to download. Keeping you up to speed on TNT radio. Serendipity kicked in right there, didn't it, here on State of the Nation? As we're coming down to that headline, James O'Neill comes in talking about 
uh, write what we are talking about, basically, this whole idea of using undemocratic practices to what save our democracy in their eyes i don't know tyler yeah it's it's nuts um i would just note that i'm in rehoboth beach uh delaware so i'm actually about i guess a mile and a half as the crow flies from the uh middle class joe's multi-million dollar beachfront estate uh you know here in rehoboth <laughs> beach or <laughs> so yeah right um and, and also when you're what i think they call uh brandon's gulch where uh he took a spill <laughs> on the bike <laughs> Oh right. man, it's I think gold. I got to go down there. People, it's literally like a literal landmark. People go by there where he took, where he went over uh, and went tits up on the. Excuse me, on his bicycle. Oh, anyway, say that. <laughs> um, okay, cool, excellent. I love TNT radio. Um, you know, I, as I've said before, if if what Trump did on January sixth is insurrection, then Biden's entire presidency is an insurrection. For God's sake, just the southern border invasion alone. I mean, aiding and abetting uh, the complete thwarting uh, and violation of every immigration law you can imagine um you know but I, I look i don't i would rather again see the court knock these these bs attempts to to uh to rig democracy you know before they rig the you know don't need, and i think it's clear that they want to they won't want trump on the ballot because uh they know that if he's on the ballot there's no way they can phony up enough votes frankly for the tsunami that's coming i mean of, of people who are going to i mean it, it's it would be it'll be a tidal wave a uh a wall of votes. I mean, just uh, there's so many people at so many levels. I don't know who's left, frankly, who supports Biden or thinks that Biden's worth a damn, uh, or frankly, that thinks Trump is anything of what they've smeared, tried to smear him with, uh, even in the first term, much less in the last three years. So, uh, you know, clearly this is what they're trying to do. And I would hope we wouldn't, I look, I'd understand Dan Patrick saying, uh, it'd be nice to think, you know, Biden should, you know, he, he definitely, if they're, if this is a standard should be not on the ballot. But at the same time, let's not let's not sink to their level and their uh, their scum tactics. Yeah, well, it should be. I, I I should I should put a caveat on that. In in as much as that uh, Patrick said that, he then very quickly said, "But of course, we wouldn't do that because that's not the way we operate." <laughs> so I get it. But you mentioned Tyler. You mentioned uh, Jack Smith's case. Now, Jack Smith, for those who don't know, is a complete and utter scumbag. This guy has been tossed. He's had cases thrown out of the Supreme Court. And he did the Bob McDonald case I'm thinking about specifically here. He didn't really give a rip that it was thrown out of the Supreme Court because it achieved its desired effect. It destroyed Bob McDonald's political career. So he's going back to that playbook with Trump. And now the court ruled today that they are not going to fast track his case. So that's not going to be fast tracked. But maybe this case out of Colorado will be for obvious reasons that we've touched on here. But I mean, it's one thing to say we're, we're we're intentionally destroying the border and the sovereignty of the United States, but now they are intentionally poisoning the public well of civil discourse, and that that just angers me to the point where I, I could just spit bullets. I'm so angry that they would do this. And as far as who is who would support Biden, well, I would say probably the entire uh, air staff at CNN and MSNBC and the ladies on the View. Uh, and then any beyond that, I don't know. But, but I know that those, those people are safely in the Biden camp, uh, which is why I'm not, frankly. This this is an insight into the depths that these people will sink to in order to to, to grasp and hold power, uh, you know, at any at any cost, frankly. They don't care. Destroy the electoral system or the election system. Destroy 
just basic notions of democracy, destroy the justice system, pervert everything, uh, you know, just to get one guy, just to stop one guy. But, you know, this one guy is basically, uh, I mean, and, and they keep, it, it's crazy because the more that they come after him, the more they build him up as the giant slayer who's going to take them all down. So it's like this, this uh, it, it's epic. I mean, in American politics to see this coming. I mean, it's, it's grotesque to see the mask pulled back from these people and see what they're really all about because they're truly disgusting, reprehensible criminals. Jack Smith is not just a, I mean, he's not just a, uh, a, a rogue prosecutor. The man is a lunatic. I mean, he really is mentally, I, I wonder, I question like who could view reality through the lens. I mean, I, I I'm sorry. I, I view the world through the eyes of a sane person and clearly Jack Smith is not does not share that, uh, you know, that ability. Cause uh, that just, I mean, it's ridiculous. And what's it's the people are not stupid. I mean, they can't keep doing this over and over. They know that there was no Russian collusion. They know there was no insurrection. And yet these people are just absolutely trying to Buffalo the entire country using their hair splitting legalistic bullshit. Excuse my French. Um, and, and, Look, this the country's tired of it because, look, they know they see the invasion happening. They see inflation. They feel the effects. Biden is a, a doddering idiot. He's trying to start World War Three over there. Uh, Two hundred billion, you know, whatever it is to Ukraine while we have veterans living. I, I know just spoke to a lady who does a homeless uh, uh, is a home, uh, homeless stuff for veterans. Um, she said they have veterans sleeping in the woods behind Walmart here. Because they have literally no home, and that's to me that's just disgusting and reprehensible. And this is a mile and a half from Brandon's Gulch and Biden's little, uh, you know, palatial uh, seaside resort uh, uh, house there. So you know, look, they can they can they can play all the media games and legal games they want, but that's all they're down to is sleight of hand, three card money as as a you know a form of political uh, uh, a political system, and it's it's just it's over for them. So, you know, go balls to the wall, guys, because you're done, you know, throw everything you got and we're going to blast it all out and all your tactics and your BS into oblivion, along with, you know, Joe Biden's mind. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we will make coffee out of their tears and uh, sprinkle it. it with their desperation and enjoy it. Now, Tyler, <laughs> under the mistletoe, of course, yes. uh, for the holiday seasons here. Now, Tyler, we're just about out of time, but um, briefly, uh if they're throwing if they're desperate they're throwing everything at the wall they're willing to destroy the integrity of the voting system they're willing to destroy the medical system they're willing to pit us all against each other racially politically uh gender wise in any fracturation fracturizing manner that they can what is gonna how will the Amer american people respond if somehow they try to shut down the election what happens if a b c d happens and they say no election folks what do you think would be the result I, I think you'd have local and state officials saying, F you, we're holding elections. They can't shut down. They can't stop. I mean, of course, there's going to be, uh, you know, the usual, uh, um, you know, quizlings. But I think a lot of people are going to say, you know what, we're going to hold the election and, and whether you like it or not. And, and I would hope that's what they do. Believe me, Americans would come together with, uh, you know, I have an old uh, election. Uh, it's a it's a balloting bowl, I guess. It's a glass bowl with like a wooden it's encased in wood. And, the, you know, the way they used to do transparent elections, I, I think it would come down to Americans would do that to hold the election, to uphold the Constitution and to have a true functioning uh, a demo, a democracy, but as a Republican form of government. Right yeah. on. Right on. That's all I we think... need to hear right there. That's what needs to happen. If that if they get that desperate, that's what's going to happen. That's how it works yeah. in this country. So keep it Ballots up. Ballots are bullets, baby. 
Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. All right. Tyler Nixon, always appreciate you joining us here on State of the Nation. We'll look forward to your next appearance. Merry Christmas. Have a great Merry holiday. Christmas, Tyler. Thank you. Merry for Christmas. Us. Peace on earth, guys. Thank you for that's having right. me. That's right. And goodwill Thank towards you. men. That's Tyler Nixon, everybody, right here on State of the Nation. Today's news talk, TNT Radio. Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malsberg. This was Simone Sanders back in 2016, November to be precise. In my opinion, we don't need white people leading the Democratic Party right now. This was her last week on her own MSNBC show. Uh, I don't know. I haven't heard a high crime or misdemeanor yet. I, I completely understand. <laughs> Are you going to let me answer the question, ma'am? I know you're a Democrat operative, but you work for a Democrat consultant oh, firm. All right, Congressman, let's do it then since we're here. We are out of time, but we're going to do it. I used to, I did used to um, advise, I did used to advise a number of individuals. I've also advised some corporations and companies, but here I'm just here to be an advocate for the viewer. And I will ask you one last time, what is the evidence that the committee has that Joe Biden, while he was president, committed a high crime misdemeanor? or treason. Well, you have to ask yourself, ma'am, why does a vice president or a president get $40,000 through a, a Chinese communist corporation that's all been- All right, well, with that, thank you all very much, Congressman. It's always a pleasure, but you just can't come on here and lie. Simone Sanders only survived her racist, we don't need white people remark back in 2016 because she's a radical leftist. And she eventually got her own show and now she's able to tell a white male Republican congressman that he's a liar after she cuts his mic off. Only in America. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Malsberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on TNT. I said, could she die? And the doctor said she could. It was so scary. When I started clawing at my neck and trying to breathe, and I thought, no, what are we going to do if I die here? <laughs> How's everyone going to go on? When someone's gravely sick or injured in the bush, they rely on the Royal Flying Doctor service. But now the Flying Doctor needs your help to fund vital medical equipment and supplies. Please search Flying Doctor online to give a regular gift of just $10. You can help equip the Flying Doctor's teams to respond to any emergency anywhere. Search Flying Doctor online. Become a part of the Royal Flying Doctor service and help save lives in the bush. Critically analyzing national affairs. This is State of the Nation on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Well, our next guest has been a teacher, a small business owner, a state representative, an author, and a music composer, all while actively engaged in political campaigns and conservative adv advocacy groups for the past 20 years. She really is a renaissance woman, is what she is. She recently premiered several Broadway-style productions, including When Calls the Heart, the musical, a musical Christmas Carol, which are also, uh, those are both being licensed to theaters worldwide. Uh, she is Christy Stutzman, and we welcome her to State of the Nation, Christy Hello there. Merry Christmas. Welcome to State of the Nation. And uh, what a resume. How are you today? Merry Christmas. It's great to be with you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, we're Christmas. thrilled to have you on. Uh, tell us all about your productions. And I mean, you I, I don't know how many hours you have in your day, but boy, you <laughs> apparently fit a lot into them. So uh, tell us about your latest productions and what's going on uh, with, with your work. 
Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to produce uplifting, wholesome, you know, uh, values-based entertainment. I think we need more of that in the live stage space. I think there's more coming um, in, in the movie, you know, world, but I think in the live stage space, we're missing it. And, and being a theater owner myself and having to license shows, it's slim picking sometimes as far as what I can put on my stage with all good conscience and, and present to my audiences. And so we started producing um, uplifting content for theaters across the country and we're actually around the world. So we're thrilled to be doing that. And uh, right now I'm working on the next um, book series that was a best-selling book series by Jeanette Oaks. So she wrote When Calls the Heart and is very beloved across the world. Uh, of course, there's been a show, a TV show that has been based on the book that has been running for the last 10 years and is very popular. Now I'm working on um, another book series that's very beloved and it's called Love Comes Softly. There's been several movies made on the saga. And so I'm working on that next wow excellent you know as i you know i'm a one of the i'm like a the toxic avenger of media like i will dip myself in all of it you know i don't care i i have some sort of hardened superpower where it doesn't take me down but in doing so you know i watch all these streaming services you know and uh, I try to get away from the news, you know, late at night for an hour or two, watch, you know, whatever. I want to see what yeah. everybody's watching, you know. I don't necessarily right. enjoy a lot of it, but I want to see what, you know, I want to experience the zeitgeist in some ways. And and I've discovered uh, in, in many of the most popular shows now, there's no protagonist. There is not one person yeah. in the show who shows any moral fiber, any character, anything exactly. values-based. And the writing is just like, just drag us to H-E double <laughs> hockey sticks, why don't you? I mean, are you finding a lot of people coming to your, your content and your brand of entertainment? Because there's just a void of that right now. It has been widely accepted and just hugely supported. Uh, I think people are hungry for this. They're hungry for good stories, a good character development, um, something that's well-written and done on an excellent scale, but that they don't have to worry about when they come with their whole, whole family. And uh, so we're, we're trying to provide that content, something that can be presented on an excellent scale. Let's compete. Let's compete with Broadway and others, and let's, let's try to do it uh, with, with moral values. You know, Christy, I, I, as you were explaining that and and the wholesomeness of your broadcast or your uh, productions uh, all i could think of was how how huge the chosen tv series did that yeah. just absolutely blew up and sometimes right. it, sometimes it seems as if hollywood either doesn't see it or they see it and they don't want to promote it because right. a lot of what we get out of uh out of the left coast is it's not even just that it's pornographic and oh, it's more immoral and all that. It's not just that. That if it were just that, that'd be bad enough. But it seems to be pushing a political agenda and carrying right. forth narratives, and it's like almost they're just shoving them down our throats, whether we want them or not, because that's the word from on high. Do you kind of get that feeling sometimes? I do, and I think it's a blatant agenda. Um, I think it's been blatant for a long time and people are really tired of it. Um, you know, there, there's, there's some, you know, I guess there's a market for it, but it's not, it's not what they think. Um, it's more of an agenda and it's definitely on purpose. Uh, it's targeting our kids. It's targeting us. And, you know, we are the ones that decide. And that's why 
I'm so glad to live in America. I mean, we're still we the people and the culture starts in our hearts and our homes and our communities and what we decide to do and what we decide to digest from whatever is presented to us. So we have a choice and that's what's so beautiful about America. But yeah, I mean, there is definitely an agenda and it's been very blatant for a long time, uh, but there's been pushback. And I think what Hollywood cannot ignore anymore is the fact that there is an audience out there that wants something different, that wants something uh, beyond themselves that's aspirational, inspirational, and something that's well done on an excellent scale. So uh, we need to produce more of that. And we're, we're trying our best to do it in, in our little corner of the world. That's excellent. You know, and I think the uh, huge success of the sound of freedom this year that the mainstream and Hollywood did yeah. their best to suppress um, really says a lot about like the agreement that you watching or listening to this show and the three of us have about this, that there is an agenda behind this. It's, and, you know, it escalates into things like the topic of that film, you know, which I'll set aside right. because we're approaching Christmas here and that's a really <laughs> dark place. But yeah. I mean, there's, there's messaging in this stuff in, 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 you know, mainstream streaming services, Hollywood productions that I would consider lethal messaging yeah. and lethal culture jamming they're they're quite mm -hmm. literally telling people that it's normal to use big pharma pills if you have to sleep if you have to study if you have a big project it's like they insert these things and then yeah. people go out and they use messaging services on social media and they say oh i'm gonna get me a sleeping pill so i'll be well rested for my um you know in internship tomorrow or i have a big test or you know i, I need an adderall you know they see people behaving yeah. this way drinking alcohol doing um all all schedules of drugs and then the pharmaceutical push and and we're losing a hundred thousand people a year to drugs that have been laced with fentanyl and many of them accidentally non non-drug addicted right. yeah. people mm-hmm yeah, exactly. And uh, that's what we're facing right now. And I think they're counting on the fact that we're just going to keep consuming it. And there is a huge section of the population that is saying, no, we're tired of it. And let's let's find an alternative. Um, so it's definitely um, a big job to do. And we have a lot to overcome with, you know, but I think money speaks to Hollywood. I mean, you know, they can't function without it. And so uh, we still have that power to be able to speak back with our own dollars. Here, here. Uh, I want to ask you, Christy, because, you know, I, I see that one of uh, your, and no doubt it's a very popular production right now, a musical Christmas carol. I'm I'm a huge fan of Dickens. That's one of my favorite. Uh, I, I, I think I've seen every Christmas carol film that's ever been made. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and of course, when I think of a, a musical Christmas carol, I'm immediately taken to uh i think what what's one called scrooged or something no that's the bill murray yes. flick but but, but i know <laughs> so but, but my point is my point is a musical christmas carol did you write did did you were you involved in the writing of songs and stuff for this or you're a obviously you're a musician as well so yeah. uh, how did this come about tell us get us on a christmas mode how did that come about yeah. I mean, it's a classic story and everyone loves it. And there's so many good lessons in it. And there's a lot of comedy. There's, you know, there's some scary moments and then there's just heartfelt moments as well. And so it's a classic. And I think every theater in America has to have it on in their repertoire at some point to be able to perform because it's in demand. Uh, but we decided to take a 
uh, redemptive view of it. So um, we weren't focusing on the darkness of the ghosts and all the scariness and stuff. That was part of it. It's part of the story. Uh, but we really focused on all the people who were light in Scrooge's life, um, who actually showed him love. And uh, he kept rejecting it and rejecting it. And then finally, at the end, he sees the light. And actually, the theme of ours was be the light. Uh, so it was it was a really feel good, you know, so, and I yes, I wrote the songs. I wrote all the lyrics and uh, the music and a lot of the orchestration. I worked with um, some orchestrators in Nashville and uh, engineers as well. And so it's uh, it's an exciting performance. It was actually performed uh, in England last year. Uh, no, two years oh. ago. So uh, I was a little nervous. I was I was hoping it was done right because you know they know that story probably better than we do, uh, but it was very well received, and uh, we're really excited about you know the possibilities for it in the future. Oh, absolutely. well, I know that Mr. Fezziwig is 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 a is a source of light for Ebenezer. Yeah, I hope you gave Mr. Fezziwig <laughs> yeah. a solo. Oh yes, we had Fezziwig's jig in ours, and it was great. Oh good. <laughs> Excellent. And, you know, I, I have friends that work in, in film industry, you know, in like Portland and Hollywood and stuff like that. And I hear tales from them about just sort of the, the general atmosphere amongst the crew. You know, there's a lot of people involved in putting together a production like this. And, yeah. and out there, I hear a lot of stories of, uh, you know, hard to get along because of all the identity politics that the crew members actually hold you know as their worldview um do you have right. any issues with that or is is your is all of your crew and everybody on these productions sort of like in the same mindset as as you are and your other colleagues well, when people come to work for us, they know what we stand for and what we're trying to do, uh, that we're family-friendly content. Um, so they they come with that knowledge, but we always hire uh, the best talent that we can get. And whether we agree to disagree on social issues or political issues, that's what we have to do. Well, we always um, support each other and get along and uh, put our minds on, you know, putting together the great, the best production we can. Um, and we set those things aside and work together. And I think we could use a little bit more of that in America. Yeah, just like the old days, right? That sounds so 2014 to me. Well, that's not very long ago, <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a whole concept, but it works. <laughs> yeah. Well, it seems it, it, it can't be too difficult to get even the most hardened right winger and the most hardened leftist progressive to say for a two hour production, Let's just get along and let's do right. something that 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 your uh that your kid can see and my kid can see without right. that's, that's, yeah, yeah, that's one of the beautiful things about music and the performing arts is it does bring people together. Music is the international is a you know uh, global language. Uh, so when you are working together as a team, uh, regardless of what your role is, um, it really is a it's a feel good moment for everybody, regardless of your background or what your worldview is. So uh, we try to focus on that and present the best thing that we can and I'll always, you know, let people know ahead of time what, what our goals are and what our vision is for our performances. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and and what what do you think, like. Uh, for anyone out there that's trying to figure out what they're going to do with their family this Christmas, you know, maybe they want to avoid the sports and the 24 seven news or something like that. Unless of course you're watching TNT, I'm sure we're going to have stuff going right. for you, but uh, <laughs> what do you, what do you, what's, what's your recommendation to, to your fans, your followers, you know, uh, for, you know, how to best enjoy media this Christmas. 
Well, just be discerning. Do a little research before you go see something. Make sure that you know that uh, what it's rated and, and who you want to take with you. Um, we all just have to have our own filter and our own discernment of what we're looking for in entertainment. And just be careful about it, especially with young kids. Uh, but if we have a worldview that is in complete diametrically opposed to what is being presented to our children, uh, we need to be aware of that and either have a conversation with them uh, about it and why we're not going to watch it. Or if something comes up, let's talk about it. In fact, um, in my book that just came out December 5th, it's called The Spiritual Price of Political Silence. And it talks about um, how we really need to be the gatekeepers uh, for our children and making sure that they understand uh, the principles of that there is timeless truth, um, that we can actually make a difference by being involved and that as Americans, um, we have the privilege and also the responsibility, I call it a birthright, um, to speak out boldly uh, what we believe is true and to not be intimidated into silence um, because everyone deserves a seat at the table here in our country and everyone deserves to be able to um, share what they believe and why and to be able to defend it uh, to anyone who challenges them without being intimidated by threats or um, other things that might be used by the government or um, any local entity that might threaten them. That, that shouldn't be the case in America. We have the right to speak out, at least we still do right now. Yeah, I think that kind of you kind of just underlined what the price of the spiritual price of silence is political silence. You 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 give into this kind of stuff and all of a sudden you get bashed over the head with it. I'm wondering now if uh, with productions like yours and uh, the, the the film that uh, Hesh mentioned, I forget the uh, the wrote, what was it the name of that film again, Hesher uh, price of freedom, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. And the chosen of this. Or do you think Hollywood's starting to the sound, sound of, freedom. of freedom? Thank you very much. Do, do you think that Hollywood and the powers that be are starting? And you you are one of the powers that be. But are they starting to get this message? <laughs> are we going to see more and more of this family fair? Because I mean, it does seem like we're a nation starved for good news, starved for camaraderie, starved for unity. Well, I'll tell seconds. you, I was on an I was on a call with um, a guy in Hollywood who was helping people understand how to write um, scripts uh, for Hollywood movies, and he was meant and he it was just like a general thing, and then he mentioned yeah. he's like, oh, and by the way, faith based films is a thing now, so yeah, I think they're starting go. to take notice. Christy, we got to roll, but thank you, Merry Christmas, Christy Merry Stutzman. Christmas. That's going to do it for State of the Nation. I'm Steve. He's Hesher on TNT.